Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. This Sunday we have Johann van Dam with us again and based on Hebrews 6.19 he will emphasize the importance of being anchored in God. Today we will see that difficulties can even turn into climaxes. We will see how much we need Jesus in order to be able to rest safely in his hands. And even in a time of worrying because of a pandemic, do we still rely to be in his presence? Do we learn to trust him in the storm? Join us to find out more in this message of trust and hope. Good morning. We have a theme that has to do with the Sermon on the Mount. We are the light of the world. We are the salt for this world. And uh, I took this Bible first for this morning also. That he is our anchor. Uh, you know when you need an anchor, uh, you don't, might not uh, be uh, on ships too much like me. But when there is a storm, you need an anchor. And the interesting thing is that in the Bible, in Hebrews 6, we read that this anchor is in his presence. That is in the holiest of holiest. There. Isn't that something? To be in the middle of a storm. And then you put out the anchor. And the anchor keeps you in his presence. An anchor like that is great. That's what we need. And the storm is many times coming from interesting directions. Every time something different. different. Then you have just learned to trust God for just the lesson you had. And then the next storm comes. Uh, in our church, I had a stupid feeling as I was working in our church. Um, that um, I had always the feeling I don't do enough uh, as a pastor or as one who uh, is supposed to be one. Um, I told the leadership of the church, please pay me only half. I'm much easier to get half a salary and handle that as this stupid feeling of not doing enough. For me, that was my life. That were the lessons I've learned. But that other thing was more difficult to take. And suddenly the wind came from another direction. I've learned to live with, not, <laughs> with less money. That God will supply anyhow. That is his problem to keep me alive. Um, I've learned that. And then the next lessons come. And here we are. We have learned lessons. And we are now in the middle of of a sickness. In COVID. And uh, some people are very scared of it. And I understand. Next lesson to be learned. 
But you know, if the wind comes from another direction, from the COVID direction, then we have an anchor what be thrown down in his very presence. And the storm might be so that you get dead scared and unrestful, but you are anchored. You are connected. And you stay in his presence. I think that is great. And every time a different lesson to be learned. In, in, in the Deuteronomy, the fifth book of Moses, um, we read in chapter 8 that uh, with the, the manna uh, God gave to the nation, that was something what our parents have never experienced. Interesting expression in the Bible. The manna, a way how God supplies, and the parents have never experienced that kind of thing. So once a while you get total different, total unexpected storms and wind around you. And God is the one. Who want to be then your anchor and keeps you in his presence. Learning to live with this anchor and to believe God. It is quite a battle to learn to live because life, every time you get a different thing to be learned. And, and it is not so that you get in the feeling so slowly, um, I have managed. Uh, you much rather have the feeling, I still have to learn extremely much. And so we read even in the Sermon of the Mount, you should be perfect like my father in heaven is perfect. No, thank you so much. You should be perfect like my father in heaven is perfect. Anybody here who thinks this is your business? I don't think so. Uh, I think something like that is his business. Uh, and as we are supposed to be the salt of this world and the light of this world. And you know also in this passage on the Sermon on the Mount how that looks like, what it means to be a light. That means, as it is written in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, that through your works... Through your living of the Sermon on the Mount, yeah, you are a different person. Through your living of, of the Sermon on the Mount, you are a salt. You are exactly that what the world needs so badly. 
And as we think of the Sermon on the Mount and our task to be a light and to be a salt, what uh, note would you give us? Uh, are you good? Are we good as Christians in living this type of life? Um, or are we rather bad on it? Or it is better to forget it as we are so bad? What note would you give it? Every time uh, when in the church uh, the leadership thinks we should live a bit more revolutionary, uh, the thought comes up, why don't we read again the Sermon on the Mount to get a bit yeah, more revolutionary life? Uh, to be very honest, Every time when I read the Sermon on the Mount and I honestly want to do it, I get so tired. I get a feeling of, of, of a failure, of, of being like an, a squashed uh, orange. And the thing is all the way dry and it doesn't matter how much I squash There is not more in it. And this feeling of being a squashed orange is exactly what is needed when you read the Sermon on the Mount. Because the Sermon on the Mount is that what God wants to be. In our lives and through our lives. We read in the Sermon on the Mount that that is the that is the law. I don't know if you ever realized uh, in the very beginning, just after the passage. Straight after the passage of we are the light and we are the salt of this world. And there is no question how it is meant. The light, what that means, to live this revolutionary life in the sermon mentioned. And what it means to be salt, yeah, that means to be totally differently. In this society. Um, then the next passage. Is a passage about the law. Um, in 2 verse 12. Therefore. All things. Whatever you would. Uh, sorry. Think not that I've. I've am come to destroy the law, I've come to fulfill not a dot or a yota, nothing, nothing uh, of the law uh, will fall away. As it is written there, it should be done. It is the law. Whenever we read the 
Sermon on the Mount, do we read it as the law of God? Or do we read it as something what we really are able to do? The law is given to bring us to a point that we say, God, I need you. I can't. Even if I stand on my head, I can't. It's not in it. And the Sermon of the Mount is is where Jesus shows how he is. Who he is. And it is beautiful to read it. So is Jesus. And at the end of the, 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 the so it starts out with this passage of the law. And some time ago, I was wondering, how does this fit in at all? This passage of the law. A strange beginning for the Sermon on the Mount. And it finishes with, at the end, therefore, all things, whatever ye, you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. So, as you, as you expect people, others to be to you, this is the way you should be to others. Uh, that is the golden rule, uh, as many people say. Um, but the next sentence is, for this is the law and the prophets. For this is the law and the prophets. Do you have it in your mind? The Sermon on the Mount is the law. Uh, and Jesus says, as we uh, mentioned in the beginning of uh, Matthew, in 5, verse 17, think not, I am come to destroy, destroy the law, I've come to fulfill. He has come to fulfill. He wants to live it. And he wants to live it through you. Are you prepared for this kind of experience? That you give your life to God and say, okay, God, I'm prepared for an adventure. I'm prepared for it that you are going to live this type of life through me. And as you read it, it is beautiful. This is what the world needs. That's what is written here. And he wants to live it through us. He wants to live it through us. Paul says at another place in Philippians that his desire is to know him. Because to know him means that you know more and more of it from who he is, who wants to live through us. If you want to know him, 
If you want to know what he wants to do with your future, just read the Sermon on the Mount. And get not unrestful from how shall I live, but get full of joy. This is what he wants to do through me. And as you learn to know more and more of him, the rest comes in you. A rest where you can live. And this trying, this I must, brings you to a point where in the, the difficulties where you feel you should, you, be, you are the failure. You think, God, this is not my spiritual day. I am not really also uh, with you on the way. Yeah. Do you, if you have discovered you can't, you are closer than never before. You are so close. You are so close at the moment you can't. I think I've told you already about some Dutch windows. We had a window like that in Holland as I lived there. That is a window what does not go open like this, but you take it at the bottom and uh, lift it up. A butterfly came into the room. And it was flying against the window and against the window and against the window and it wanted to get out. And it was flying and flying and flying until the butterfly was totally at the end of all the trying to get out. And it fell down at the window seal and it could go out. If we are at the end of ourselves, that is the moment we can live. That is the moment we, we can give him the place and give our body to him, to this adventure. To give your body and say, God, I am prepared for something like the Sermon on the Mount. And it might look then in the practice a little bit differently, but you got a good taste of it, how God is, by reading the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is not something, what you can do. The Sermon on the Mount is something what shows you how badly you need Jesus in life. And to need Jesus is such a privilege because then life is not at the end, okay, then is the last bit of fun gone. The first bit of fun is coming. 
the first bit of of relaxing, of living a life what you actually can call salt. It is revolutionary. Are you prepared to give your body to this kind of thing? And God leads you. And he allows a thing like COVID, this sickness. And he expects the Christians to learn their lessons in it. This is learning time. Are we learning? Do we learn to know, to, to trust in him? And as the storm is coming, do we take his promises and know ourselves in his presence? In the storms, we are in danger of thinking in such a bad storm, God cannot be close. Uh, if if I have a hallelujah feeling, if I just feel like yeah, like a tiger, yeah, that is uh, also a sign of God's closeness. No, God is always there. In the middle of COVID nineteen, and as you sit and sing a beautiful song like we did before. God is there. And our lesson to be learned is learning to live in God's presence. To know God is here. God is with me. In um, Philippians chapter uh, uh, 3, we uh, read an interesting thing about the righteousness how we can be righteous now to be very honest I always have not found this to be a very um, word what helped me or what had value to me most of the time when I thought about righteous I thought okay good that is when God has forgiven all my sin um, and that is, is very important for daily life and above all when I stand in the gate of heaven yeah, to be righteous is, is at least the thing I should be to be righteous is very much more as forgiveness you know what righteous means to be forgiven and to have this new life. God in you. And him living in you and through you. And the forgiveness, both. That is being righteous. Are you righteous? Are you righteous? Do you know you are forgiven? Paul, it says in Philippians, 
that he knows two types of life. Uh, trying to be righteous through works and trying to be righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. He speaks about that in Philippians 3 verse 9. I, I would like to read this. I, he says he want to be found in him not having my own righteousness which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ the righteousness which is of God. It is through faith in God. When uh, uh, how do you know that you're righteous, that God lives in you? It is not by feeling. I, I feel holy or I, I have a, an just no. It is by faith, not by feeling. By faith, knowing. God lives in and through me. To live with this life of faith helped me very much to uh, get stability in my life. Because life goes up and it goes down. You have nice times and you have uh, bad times. You have very bad times where you really feel awkward. Yeah, Life goes like this. But if I am in a hallelujah time, if my life, I know God is there. And if I have a bad time, I know God is there. Does it also work for you like that? And that is the anchor. Yeah. Uh, the anchor in his presence. And his presence. Then you go up and you go down. Being in his presence. In his presence in the middle of COVID. In his presence in the middle of a storm coming like we just heard before. Yeah. In his presence of losing your job. When I uh, get difficulties, my first reaction is, oh no, not again. My second reaction is a good chance to learn to know God in a new way. Do you have also the both feelings? Or do you only see the negative of difficulties? Have difficulties two sides for you? Two. One thing what you don't like? Okay, good. You don't have to like suffering and being sick and whatever. Yeah, But it is very true that in this sickness you have a beautiful lesson of learning to know of God's presence and God helping you in the midst of it. And when I look back in my life, 
about the climaxes, to be very honest, okay, good. At least once I can look back on an experience in a prayer meeting where I felt so much in heaven that I wanted to be in heaven. And to be very honest, as a young man, I, I always thought heaven is boring. Uh, it is really something. I could not picture that to be nice uh, on the long run. Uh, I was in a prayer meeting and I felt so much of God's presence that since that time, I think heaven is great. I want to be there. But there's only one high climax. All the other things, all the beautiful things I've experienced in my life, yeah, are all crises where God helped out. And if you read the Bible, yeah, so many stories where people were in great difficulties and it has become their climaxes of life. Um, when I was a military, I thought, this is not very nice uh, to be a Christian. Uh, so once in a while, I fled on the, on the toilet. That was my place where I had at least quiet time and had no folk around me. Uh, but you know, this time in military was a climax for me. Times where I experienced God in a beautiful way. Do you change difficulties into climaxes of your life? Certainly, this giant for David was not in itself a climax. I think that was a headache what he had. Yeah, a real headache. And if you would ask David, David, hey, do, could you tell me a few climaxes in your life? It might very well be that, is, that he will t- tell about the Goliath. Are you changing your difficulties in climaxes? By experience, the anchor. By experience that you are connected. The anchor is in the holiest. There is the anchor. Are you experiencing this? This presence of God? You want to learn to know God? I'm afraid. Yeah. The best thing, of course, is to read in the Bible and to learn to know God. But the second best is also your difficulties. And you will experience him as to be faithful. Your fears. Your worries. It is so beautiful to learn to... That all worrying is in vain. 
Every time I worried, it was stupid. Yeah, it was not worth it. It is not worth to worry. It is beautiful when worry comes up to bring it to the Lord. And he is, that is what he said. All your worries, bring them to me. Are you in the night thinking about things you're worried about? And it comes every time up. It is stupid. It is stupid. Bring it to him. Not that you're able to forget it. No, 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 no. Bring it to him because he wants to worry for you. Then the real process starts where he can worry and he can care. Isn't that what we need? And so many times we stand at the limits. We stand on the limits with the children we, where we think they should be a bit holier or whatever. And, uh, and, and just, just say so. Just find it. You can worry about everything. If you let yourself go. Yeah? And you can be scared of everything. And if you let yourself go, you are in very bad shape. All your worries, all your fears, bring them to him. And you will experiencing, experience him as a beautiful place to get rest. Deep rest, being hidden. And life is good. I learned in my life that Thanksgiving is a very healthy thing. Depression, uh, you know what that looks like. Yeah? Then you can see nothing good anymore. You only see the f- color black. No, uh, nothing else. Only black. Everything is black. You know, the, a, a good treatment for this. Give enough things in your life. Then you see nice things. And you nail it. You underline nice things. And you give the glory to God for all those things. It is good to give thanks because you can open eyes for God's goodness. Don't forgive, forget to be thankful. My wife, every morning, the first thing that comes out of her mouth is thank you, Jesus. And then she starts for what she is thankful. Are you still richly given by the one who gave himself to live through you, to be with you? Are you in his presence? Are you in his presence? You say, the storm, <clears throat> throw the anchor out in his presence. And you are fixed.
the anchor to his presence. The anchor is in the holier of holiest. There is where the anchor is. Are you in his presence in the storm? Are you with thankfulness in your heart living? God is good. It is really good to relax and to see how rich we really are. Are you a rich Christian? Or is he a rather poor one inwardly with a life with God? Okay, open your eyes and see of his goodness. He wants to live through you. He wants to live even the Sermon on the Mount through you. God, my life, I'm prepared for the Sermon on the Mount. And it is good to let him go, even if I'm a little bit scared of the Sermon on the Mount, because it might be revolutionary what comes out of me. But then you are assault. That's not so bad. Uh, then you are at least uh, tasty for the world and a challenge for the world. God bless you as he gave his all to you. He gave his all to you and he gives his all to you. And you know what kind of day it is today? It is the day of giving where God gives himself again to you. To live through you. And if you meet some folk at home. They are the first ones it might be. Who get the blessing. His blessing. And then you walk on. And you have the chance. Of living. Living sermon on the mount. I want to give my life for something like that. But don't forget, you are not the one. Oh, I have to say, I must. And I start one point after the other. No. Open yourself up and he starts with one point after the other. Teaching us how to love, how to care. He is good. Father, thank you for the way you care. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you gave yourself to us. Thank you that you are our anchor. And if the storm is intensively and we are dead scared, then we can get again restful in your presence. You are good, and it is good to be in your loving hands. Amen.